Welcome to Startup Health Now, the weekly web show that celebrates the healthcare transformers and change makers reimagining healthcare. My name is Unity Stokes, and we've got a great show today. We're actually uh, shooting from Health Data Palooza here in Washington, D.C., and I've got the honor to be with two amazing healthcare transformers here. Um, from Baby Scripts. So we got Anish uh, Sebastian and Juan Pablo Segura. So great to have you here. It's going to be a great show. Stick around. It is the duty of leaders to lead, of the creative to create, of the daring to do. The free world expects leadership of us. Its fate and our fate depends upon our leadership. We are industrious, inventive, restless, with the fires that burn within us. So welcome, guys. Uh, it's great to have you here, and uh, it's great to be uh, connecting here at Help Data Palooza, and it's always good to see you guys. Um, just to kick things off, um, just to share with the audience, could you just share a little bit about your vision, your mission for Baby Scripts, uh, and what you're trying to accomplish? Well, whenever, uh, well, first of all, thanks for having us, Unity. Super excited uh, to share what we're doing uh, at Baby Scripts. Uh, at the end of the day, with Baby Scripts, our real hope is is better pregnancies. Um, that's that's what really drives us uh, on a day to day basis. And what's really exciting is that patients, providers, just the health system in general uh, has a, a lot more tools available and at its disposal to really move the needle. Uh, in areas like prenatal care. Um, so, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about our technology, I think, in, in, in a bit. But uh, now that you're surrounded with things like the Internet of Things and, and smartphone ubiquity, um, what can you do uh, to really change outcomes, to rethink the way not just doctors but patients approach their care? And, and at the end of the day, we want to improve that. And so that really is, is why we save better pregnancies. Amazing. So just to back up and sort of frame who you guys are, right? Um, you came out of consulting and, and finance, and, and now you're entrepreneurs. Um, maybe share a little bit about yourself and, and the arc to how you got to making this decision to become an entrepreneur. Sure. Yeah. First of all, Unity, thanks again for having us, and, and welcome home. This is uh, this is uh, our home base here in DC. Thank you. Uh, but you're right. You know, I, I did a lot of consulting at, at Deloitte, which is a large kind of consulting company. Um, we basically and that's where you guys met, right? Yep, that's where yeah, we met. Yeah, yeah. Back uh, in the uh, the consulting days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> interestingly enough, I was his supervisor when uh, when we all first right. when we first yeah, met. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, I made sure to get the the boss to be the partner. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, can't yeah, get bad yeah, reviews yeah, from yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm still a supervisor. Let's not get that wrong. But no, I'm just kidding. No, but. Uh, but no, I mean, my job, my formative job was, you know, I'd just go to like a C-suite, whisper in their ear what to do, what not to do, uh, primarily when it came to IT risk. Um, uh, on, on the side, one thing that I got very interested in was the whole quantified self movement, right? Um, in fact, I'm, I'm one of the organizers of the QS movement here in D.C. Um, and, you know, uh, a self-proclaimed data nerd, you know, um, and that, that's really what I am. Um, and I was very fascinated by, with all this data that's being collected out there. But the question that I always posed was, what is the real clinical relevance in all this data, right? So fundamentally, when we jumped ship, um, that was the question we started to probe, which is, 
what is the real value of all this health data? How can you aggregate it together um, and, and find value in it, right? Um, and and that, that's what kind of started the company. I know, Pablo, you have a slightly different angle as to what your sort of core calling was, uh, but we both knew that we were going to start it, but, you know, why don't you share your, your background? I mean, from my perspective, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, so I've always had the, the entrepreneurial blood in me. Uh, and also, us being millennials, you know, it's, uh, we're, we're never uh, satisfied uh, having to respond or having to, at least on my end, uh, having to respond to a boss in, in any way. So everyone wants to be their own boss, right? You take, um, like, yoga five ex times Exactly. A day. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I yeah. like to think about... Skinny jeans, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, existentialist at heart. But, um, <laughs> no, you know, from, from our perspective, you know, working at Deloitte, it's a great place. Consulting was a great job, but... Um, never really allowed you to make a difference, at least in a, in a tangible way, uh, in your job. And I think that was the, the, the big thing that, that I kind of came to grips with. And I realized that, hey, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to do. And when we both uncovered the opportunity, So was there an aha moment then that you had, in uh, both of you, that, hey, I've got a, I'm meant to be an entrepreneur. I've got a bigger I, vision for my, my path. I think the, the, the fact that I could never tie my work to, you know, specifically helping one person or like furthering a specific goal. It was always just another cog in like the big machine of, of the of the client, I think was just not very satisfying. And, and everyone's different, but you know, it, it, it came a moment and I think a lot of it was tied to the, the beauty of the healthcare industry in general. Um, you look at healthcare, you know, if you're improving it, you're not just helping people make more money or, or be more efficient, but at the end of the day, you can always connect what you're doing to improving someone's life. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that was really what motivated us to get into the space in the first place. Uh, and then, you know, you can start talking about all the opportunities with data and devices and that, that innovation, it's, it's, it's touchable. It's, it's possible. And, and, you know, Startup Health is always great about just discovering this new age, this golden age of entrepreneurship and healthcare IT. You know, it is people like ourselves that didn't necessarily have a healthcare background, but had a mission. You know, you know, this is a place that, that you can't, anyone can make an impact if you've got the willpower and, and the resilience um, to stick it out. And, you know, we've, we've been through that a lot. I think that's one of the cool things is, is talent coming into this sector from outside of, of healthcare mm -hmm. um, and, and really thinking about uh, what needs to change in a different way and thinking about the solutions in a completely different way. So do you feel like um, you both coming out from outside actually helped you as you got started? Oh, 100%. I'll let you take that. I mean, I remember uh, going to my first kind of conferences and uh, about 90% of what people are saying were just like totally over my head, right? They were using a vocabulary um, that was very foreign to me. Do you, do you remember uh, what we were looking at each other trying to figure out what a payer and a provider was? Because we only knew what a health insurance company right, was. Right, right. So, 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 I mean. It's a little embarrassing. But, so, you know. the, the first, like, two to three months was just uh, a total crash course, right? But with that, we also kind of questioned. It's like, well, why is it this way, you know? You know, why are the incentives not aligned? I mean, what are the mechanisms, right? So, uh, you know, sometimes that, that out-of-the-box thinking, it can be great, but sometimes you also kind of need to know the system, right? Um, so the first thing we did was, like, let's find all the advisors that know a lot about healthcare and then, you know, you know have lunch with them you know, constantly, right? Um, so there are a lot of lunch, a lot of coffees, but it was just like a crash course, right? So we got that knowledge, but at the same time, we were also questioning the entire time. It's like, well... 
you know, what if we did this? What Does if we did that? Does it have to work that way? That's right. That's right. It's like, why is it so screwed up? No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but it's like, you know, it's like, why, why is it this way, right? The why question. Um, so coming from outside, um, we just constantly asked that question, which I think was fruitful for us. Ultimately, when we found what worked, it was because of that constant why, right? Um, so that's, that's something that definitely worked for us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the only thing I would add to that is, you know, for a while, you know, you might be the crazy young guys with bow ties running around, kind of declaring that things need to be different. But on brand, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, this uh, is the, the this yeah. is the baby script bow tie. Right. But, that's right. Um, you know, the but what ends up happening is there's that moment, and I think it, it happens in most startups' lives where, you know, all of a sudden there is a doctor at a health system that's like, you're not crazy, and what you're talking about is actually makes a lot of sense, and we can do that here. And I think that's been our story, um, where you know we we were we were trying we were screaming at the rampart saying hey you know we can do this differently we can do this differently and someone said yes and then all of a sudden it's not just one person but it's two it's four and then you know there is this like this mass effect that develops and and all of a sudden you're looking at scaling your company and I think that's what started to happen with us. So, what are the biggest um, things that surprised you um, from making the switch to? being outside of the entrepreneurial sort of sphere and then going headfirst into this deep dive you talk about for first few months and, and really walking the walk and, and living your lives and building, as an entrepreneur and building building your, your company, um, what surprised you? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the thing that I was surprised, to, uh, surprised at the most was even at the highest levels um, of... Uh, of, of a healthcare system, a payer provider, uh, people had had no idea what to do. You know, um, I remember to this day we were down in North Carolina and talking to the CEO of a hospital, right? And I went in assuming that he knew all the answers, he had all the solutions figured out, um, and even though he was the CEO of the hospital, he was just as lost as everyone else, right? Um, so if he's lost, you know, I got a shot. You know, that's what I'm thinking. So we're like, well, what if I did this? What if I did this? And then, and then the level of uncertainty in this industry right now, given the change that's going on, is striking, right? So everyone's creating this massive window of opportunity. That's right. That's right. I mean, with so, with the more uncertainty there is, the more window there is for opportunity, right? Um, and I know Steve calls this the golden age of healthcare entrepreneurship. Um, well, that's a great kind of marketing line. At the same time, it's really true, it's right? True. Um, they're all trying to figure this out, right? Um, and the hottest thing in, in healthcare right now is mobile digital, right? I mean, that's like a done deal now. It's not questionable anymore, right? So, uh, um, so w once we kind of figure that out, it's like, well, we can actually uh, uh, take some of our initial successes and attest a level of expertise in this, right? And then, then they're listening to us, and they're giving us the phone call, right? So that just kind of seeing that transformation, I mean, wasn't that just this impressive? It, so. it is cool when someone in the industry, you know, has been in the industry for like 40 years, comes to you and says, can you teach me about, you know, this whole area? And you're like, wait a second. Like, you're, like I came yeah, here yeah, a year, like you. 30 yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. So that, that's great, and, um, and kind of, on the flip side of what Anish is talking about, which is like this void that needs to be filled in the space, we look at, one of the most surprising things for me was, you know, as, as an 
outsider looking into the world of entrepreneurship, you admire companies like Facebook or, um, or some other maybe like West Coast Silicon Valley companies that don't have corporate structure or kind of do things on the fly and are able to like build incredible things. But then when you come into the entrepreneurial circle, you actually realize that they're not doing everything, you know, just they're, they're, there aren't loose ends. I mean, there's structure that needs to be built. There's a reason why, you know, at your consulting job, you were doing like, uh, you know, year end reviews and you were, you have a sales pipeline and you have HR because all of these little things matter. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, structure, discipline, having a plan. Um, you can't just do things one off. You actually have to spend time building everything out so that you can scale. And I think that are, those are the things that you don't really appreciate when you're first starting, or at least when you're outside, but when you're inside, you're like, holy cow, if I don't organize myself, I'm in big trouble. So, so a couple of lessons learned. What, what wisdom would you pass off to fellow entrepreneurs or other entrepreneurs just getting started, or maybe other people who are sitting at Deloitte thinking, wow, I, I wanna take this leap. I wanna be an entrepreneur. What would you say to them? Uh, I'll, uh, I'll take the first stab at that. Um, I think the, the one thing that, that keeps coming back and it resounds to be true to this day, from the second I left Deloitte um, to what we're doing now and trying to grow our company, is that you have to invest in A players. Um, and the, when, when you try to build your team, because there, there comes a moment in, in growing your company where the founders can't do everything themselves and you need to start bringing on employees, other partners, and you can, you, you can never settle. Uh, and I think a lot of companies fail because they try to get something done quickly and they don't think about all the, how hard it is to actually succeed. And so if you have good people, whether it's a technology team, whether it's a sales force, people that you can trust, people that can, can produce results, there's the old mantra that A players hire A, a players, B players hire C players. Mm -hmm. And kind of organizationally, if you're not focusing on your people, then you're not gonna succeed, I guarantee you 100% of the time. Um, and so that's something that like, you kinda have to really bite the bullet and spend more time. If someone's not working, you need to just get rid of them and go to the next, and, and I don't mean to sound ruthless, but I mean, you, you only get one shot at this and you've gotta do it the right time. They gotta do it the right first time. Yeah, I mean, totally agree with everything you're saying. Um, the, the other thing that I would add is, you know, don't ever let the, the, the perfect be the enemy of, of the good, right? Um, so ship, ship early and often? Ship early and often <laughs> um, because, you know, no matter um, how awesome you think your app is, it's probably not as good as you think it is, right? And let the market and the users decide what's good and what's bad, right? Um, so just, just you know, keep putting it out there, and let it get beat up, let it get torn up, learn from it, you know, which is, is very much in the iterate quickly, but that's true about every facet, business model. Try it, does it fail, does it work, keep moving, right? So, so this is a good transition to, I, I think you guys did a really good job at transitioning your own business, right? You started as 1EQ and you're now focusing on baby scripts and, mm -hmm. and sort of pivoted to that focus. Um, maybe talk about that transition and, and why you, you did it and um, what the benefits have been. You so should, far. You should mention uh, the realization we had after the showcase in San Francisco a year ago. Where, so we, um, for, for those that don't know the corporate structure of, of, of baby scripts, what it was back a year and a half, two years ago, and what it is now, we used to be a, uh, a consumer, uh, um, essentially like a data aggregation. A data aggregation play. And, 
and we realized that we weren't getting a lot of traction and we really rethought how we could um, not just uh, generate revenue but build a, a scalable business model and we pivoted into obstetric care and more remote monitoring using the same data points that we were collecting uh, back at the Winnie Q days, but now just being able to focus in on one area and deliver a lot of value in one place. So there was a uh, link between the two. Yeah, so it definitely refocus. was. The, yeah, core, yeah. the core foundation of the company and even some of the code base was the same, right? Um, we just sort of said, you know, what is the uh, what is a pressing pain point in the market um, that can get us started, you know? And, and, and we tried a whole bunch of things. I mean, we must have had... Gosh, I well, we, know. Were, we were in, we tried to go cardiology, endocrinology, uh, uh, sleep medicine. Yeah, sleep. And you know, the interesting part though um, is the fact that like once you find somewhere that has promise, um, you've got since your startup or mo if if people watching are related or, or somehow connected to a startup, you've got to focus in on one area, and you can't be all things to all people. And I think I was bringing up that moment after J.P. Morgan conference because we went up. Uh, after one of the showcases, well, during the showcase, and I did my 59-second pitch, and I talked about like this this grand platform that could con consolidate all this data. And right towards the end, I mentioned that they were uh, we were doing a pilot in obstetric care and pregnancy care, and Anish pulls me aside and goes, "You know what? We're a pregnancy company now." And it didn't hit me till around two months afterwards, and it didn't hit us as like a company, but you know, two months after that moment we got rid of every other potential pilot that we were pursuing in other areas you and we focus focused like a laser and, and, and that's actually care. a really important point yeah. uh, at some point you stop pivoting and you start refining and focusing right mm -hmm. uh, and we're still going through that process right i mean i don't think we're necessarily pivoting anymore and how do you describe the the value proposition today of baby scripts right so baby scripts is a, a technology platform um, that essentially enhances the care the obstetrician delivers right um, we focus on patient engagement patient satisfaction uh, and more importantly uh, we're able to automate and remotely monitor a lot of elements of low-risk pregnancies um, so that causes so the, a lot of the operational patient is the user but the the doctor or providers really is the customer is the customer that's yeah. right yeah the the OBGYNs they're they're a customer uh, but the end user is the patient yep that's right yeah so the patient's get um, we call it the mommy kit and we usually have one around us uh, but it's the big pink yeah box. it's this big pink box Wait, what's in the mommy kit there's a it's a wireless Actually, blood pressure cuff well maybe we can grab it or yeah, yeah, someone can bring it over grab it. Yeah, yeah exactly you know we always have it handy I don't leave home without it you yeah. know um, yeah. but uh, yeah here here's, here's the, the camera the there you, you go know, so. you gotta you gotta display it this way there we go that. there you go I remember you held that up on stage yeah at JP Morgan Healthcare last year uh, three last months ago. Oh, three three months, ago. months ago. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, six months ago. Yeah, so. yeah we, uh, we unveiled it for, for the first time publicly. Um, but no, so we actually deliver this kit to expecting mothers um, from their doctors. So their doctors actually prescribe our solution um, like a drug to their patients, and then they get our solution. Um, it's both an app in this box, and inside is a scale and a blood pressure cuff that are connected to the internet. And so through the experience of using the devices, the app, we're able to remote monitor the mother. Um, and if anything's wrong during the pregnancy, we actually alert their doctor in real time so that the doctor can intervene. Um, and really, the interesting thing is how we've gone to market is we haven't said, okay, we're going to work with payers and improve healthcare outcomes, which is most first-time entrepreneurs' tendency in this space is to try to go for value and, and like, you know, this whole ACO value-based healthcare system. But we actually are simply eliminating in-office visits. Um, for the doctors, since we're capturing the same data that's usually captured in the clinic at home. 
And because doctors, a lot of people don't know this, most pregnancy care is paid with global fees, which are lump sum payments. They're actually able to be more efficient uh, in managing the pregnancies and they actually make more money by not seeing the patient as often. So it, it works on both ends and, and that's really how we've kind of targeted this niche. So it's interesting that, that two men are focusing on a, a pregnancy solution. Hey, most knowledgeable bachelors in pregnancy matters in the world right here. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, how, how have you, um, obviously, uh, one of the things we're trying to do at, at Startup Health is inspire more women to become mm -hmm. um, entrepreneurs and, and doctorpreneurs. And I think about a third of our companies are, are run by women. How have you guys... Um, sort of gone out and, and talked to either people who are pregnant or, or sort of worked that into your process to really understand the, the needs? So it, it's, it, to your point, if, if two, two sort of bachelors kind of talk about uh, pregnancy, it, it's not really going to be in our favor, right? Um, so really, we really let the, uh, the OBGYN and actually the patients themselves do the talking for us, right? Um, so we do a lot of focus groups, uh, kind of case studies. Um, now, people don't know this, but OBGYN is the area of residency, or sorry, area of medicine, where it's predominantly female. So if you look at a resident class graduating today, it's like 90% female, you know, as opposed to like surgery, where it's like 80% male. Like typically, a lot of the other specialties are like that, right? So, uh, um, you know, we, we kind of sort of step back and, and move into the back and let the product and, and the users of the product really do our talking for us, right? Um, so that, that's helped. Uh, we, we also have uh, female employees now, you know, um, that's always been, that's also been helpful. So yeah, at the end of the day, we're kind of building a story, right? Uh, 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 and, and a story that this, this is actually enhancing the experience of pregnancy. Um, and, uh, and I will uh, add that one of our employees actually is pregnant and on the Baby Scripts program. Oh. Um, so it's it's great to get live feedback in the office, uh, and uh, as well as just you know this is something that we want to encourage, and obviously we're providing it for free and everything else. But it's it's great to just kind of include that in the culture. Um, so one of the things I know you guys talk about is is really the the human experience mm -hmm. of of data of technology. Um, could you talk a little bit about that and what that means? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've now abbreviated that to Humex. You know, uh, U UX is That is a baby scripts concept. Right. 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 So, so UX yeah. doesn't exist anymore. It's all about yeah. Humex. Yeah. Um, you know, we think that technology should uh, be so ambient in nature, where it just fundamentally is is uh, within the fabric of the human experience. Right. Um, I'll give you just one example. Uh, in our case, we have the scale. Right. Um, it's exactly like in every other scale that you ever see, right? You step on it and then you go to work, right? Um, the only difference is we can collect the data from it, right? But there's no additional work that the user is doing, right? Um, the Amazon Echo, which just came out, is another good example of it, right? Uh, um, you know, where we think technology is going is, is outside of uh, an interface, right? It's like embedded into your everyday life. The Apple Watch, another great example. Designed have, right into your life. That's right, yeah. you look over it and you get out, there's an email, right? Um, you don't need a computer, you don't need, eventually you don't need a mobile phone, right? It just comes to you, right? Um, even concepts like behavior change that are, that are right. very kind of, um, not, it's not cliche, but they're just, they're, they are used often in, in the space and um, you know, you, you need to redefine that so that you're not necessarily doing a, a huge, there isn't a moment where everything changes. 
it's just part of your life. And, and that, that inclusion is, is what ultimately changes your behavior in, in, in a very ambient way. And the other side of Humax, Humax is incomplete without um, really the data science, right? Because when you have a purely human experience or in technology, you're gonna collect a lot of data, right? So, so we've been now kind of like working on concepts like data science as a service and that type of thing. The idea is, you know, when you have a, a purely human experience, you're gonna collect a lot of data, and then you need to quickly be able to kind of refine, look at that data, and, and, and see where the um, value is in that data, right? So data science and human experience kind of go hand in hand. Um, and that's like a really exciting intersection to be at, so. So what are you guys most excited about, just to, to wrap up here, what are you guys most excited about in the future? What's, what's coming? What do you, what's getting you excited? Well, uh, it's, I, mean, I mean, most people will be like, oh, yeah, that big Series A. And uh, that's, always a, that's always a good thing. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited to, to hit 1,000 pregnancies that will have used baby scripts by the end of this year. Um, you know, we've already gotten some great stories about interventions. And you're that, working with several... Um, great partners already. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, you know, we're we're really. It's interesting. We've taken our growth as a company, not just a, like a. It's it's yeah. It's a cash flow projection, and you're trying to hit numbers, and you're and you're trying to create a lot of value. But you know, you're also trying to change the way people think uh, about just this whole space. And you know, we've gotten some great stories, but with a thousand pregnancies, you know, the 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 you know, I'm I want to I want to save lives, and I think that's. It's going to be clear um, from being able to do this with so many people that we're going to have some stories that are that are going to be game changing, um, and so that's what I'm very very excited about. And I think again, that's that is the draw of this space. It's it's not just making money or, or getting a bunch of downloads. It's it's hey, you know, I'm I'm actually improving someone's life, and that's powerful stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just to kind of enhance that or add to it is you know. Having uh, one customer is very different than having, uh, you know, 20 customers, right? Having 100 patients is very different than having 10,000 patients, right? So we've fortunately gone past that stage of having 100 sort of patients or one customer, right? Now we're in the in the building phase, right? The challenges in that initial stage is just as difficult as the challenge of the next one. They're very different in nature. Well, now we're building infrastructure, right? Now we're building like the roads and bridges of a company, right? Um, we have uh, employees now. We have a sales force. We have product. We have development. You know, it's all that stuff. So, still very interesting challenges, but very different. Um, and that's exciting. You know, that's exciting. That's that's literally, you know, why we decided to jump ship from uh, from the good old Deloitte days, right? So, uh, um, and well, so thank, thank you both for doing what you do and for being healthcare transformers. I, I think we need uh, more people to come from outside of healthcare into healthcare and, and become entrepreneurs um, and really reinvent the future of every aspect of, of health and wellness and pregnancy uh, is certainly an important part of that. Um, I just had a, a young... Uh, son, eight, yeah, Oz, right. eight months old now, yeah, um, and I know so. that a technology and solution like this would have been very meaningful um, to us during mm -hmm. our, our journey. Um, so thank you for doing what you're doing, and thank you for being here today. Uh, thanks thank for you. having us, Unity. Appreciate it.